is this. Mm. It goes back to this. We've had multiple overdoses in the last two weeks mm. on fentanyl. Mm. And they turn around and put a JPEG blast out. I call it JPEG blast. I'm not sure what it's called. Yeah. From the administration warning about the use of fentanyl. Yeah. Now, the, the thing is, shouldn't you be more concerned about how prisoners are getting fentanyl? Um, welcome back to Prison Talk with Jamie Mead and Emma Chelson. And we're concluding the uh, episode on the emergency response team and their tactics and an attempt to use intimidation to silence uh, free speech. Mm. Going searching my cell and um, while we was off off record off not recording, um, you had brought up uh, Timogen, or Ken Sue, mm. which we call him, mm. and you, go ahead and um, tell us what. Well, I had just said that I was explaining to the girls in the group, you know, that you, you had said that only five cells or five rooms had been searched, and that they weren't doing anything yeah, wrong. My, yeah, it was on five rooms on my wing alone, out of 30. Out of 30. And um, yeah. and then Paula had just mentioned, you know, she sort of asked, what did I mean by, you know, because I think I said politically active or something like that. And she just asked what I meant by that. And I just sort of said what I thought you meant by that because I, I hate speaking for other people. And then she said that, ex yeah. that must explain why Ken Sue um, was searched as well because I think it was one of the girls rang the facility and they said that the entire facility was locked down in that time and it was happening in every... Well, I was under the impression it was happening in every yeah. unit. Someone somewhere was yeah, on a his, list. Yeah, his unit was the last one to be searched, mm. I believe. Mm. And he's in Unit 5, yeah. in Unit 5. Mm. Yeah, but the thing that, that's interesting with him because they can't say it was their, his bunkie they were targeting because he's in a cell by himself. Yeah. And Kinsu has like 10 foot lockers. Yeah. So the only person they could be targeting was him. Yeah. And he doesn't get, he doesn't, he's not, he hasn't been issued a misconduct in probably many years. Mm. And so what, what was the purpose of that? Well, he's I, always on the regular prison phone. Um, he does podcasts. He does yeah. um, interviews with news media. He does. So what my, my thing is this, mm. it goes back to this. We've had multiple overdoses in the last two weeks. Mm. on fentanyl mm. and they turn around and put a JPEG blast out I call it JPEG blast I'm not sure what it's called yeah. from the administration warning about the use of fentanyl yeah. now the, the thing is shouldn't you be more concerned about how prisoners are getting fentanyl if you have <laughs> a house full of people in society yes. that are heroin addicts Mm. They can't use heroin unless someone gives it to them. Mm. Yeah. So, just just leaving it at that. Mm. Where are prisoners getting it from? Do you know what this is? Be this is interesting because I was talking to my seventeen-year-old today, and I was talking about. <laughs> I think I mentioned to you. I read an article somewhere that apparently a, a pigeon carrying a backpack had brought drugs into a facility. I think it was in Michigan. Um, like 
late last year and I was just telling her how, you know, how funny that was. And she said, Mum, even I know that the visitors and pigeons, and, you know, she said it very dramatically, don't bring yeah. in the drugs. She said, even I know who brings in the And I said to her, how the hell do you know this? And she <laughs> said, I watch Orange is the New Black. <laughs> oh, and, and what I wanted to tell you mm. that occurred just between our last phone call. Yeah. Um, my cellmate. Yeah. Um, he had to go down there. They had uh, confiscated or took um, like construction paper tag board yeah. that he does for his art projects. Yeah. And he had just purchased it in December. Yeah. And they, oh, you can't have this. He has a receipt and everything yeah. saying he can have it and everything. Well, he went down here to speak to the sergeant. I wish I would have knew his name. Yeah. But the sergeant went back there and, and gave it to him. Yeah. Because he took his receipts down there, his purchase receipts. Yeah. He took his hobby craft card where it says he can have it in the cell. Yeah. And he saw the room number on the box. Yeah. 106. Yeah. And he said, oh, now I know why they took this. He said, your, your, your shithead bunkie. <laughs> that was what he said. Oh, really? So, <laughs> yeah, so I sat there and had a conversation with my bunkie. And my bunkie's been incarcerated, I think, 10 years. And to be clear, to be clear, when, that, when they said shithead bunkie, they were referring to you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and the thing is, he, even, even my bunkie, he says, I've never seen, he said, I'm in here with you. Mm. I know you don't do anything illegal. Mm. He said, I've never seen them so concerned about someone mm. because of his activities of trying to change the criminal justice system. Yeah. For his activities of speaking out about the, mis the abuse mm. and, and the scandal of, of corrections. Mm. And he said, what is the concern? Yeah. And, and, and if you think about it, our listeners, just think about it. What concern is it to corrections officials, the establishment, yeah. of being transparent or the public knowing what goes on in here? Yeah. What is the concern? Why should they hate me more than the ones that selling drugs? Mm. Why should they hate me more than their staff that brings in drugs? Mm. Why should they hate me for, for the, the stuff that, that's going on? Yeah. Well, obviously, because you won't shut the hell up, and they can't scare you with their <laughs> with their little army army man activities. I mean, it's obvious, really. You shouldn't have to even explain. Like, if you can't figure out, if you can't figure that out, you've got some serious problems, I think. Yeah. So, so because I'm, I was involved in a master's degree program, earning a graduate degree, getting straight A's. Hmm. And I'm in the dog program, the leader dog for the blind. Mm. I'm in the prison fellowship academy. Mm. All programs that you can't get in trouble, you can't be implicated into any trouble. Yeah. Um, you know, so what? What is you it? Know, what is so concerning? What makes me such a viable threat to them? Is it because I speak the truth? Mm. It's probably a is bad attitude. I'm exposing. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, my bad attitude. Your bad attitude as far as they're concerned, but by the things you're saying. You know, and, and what do and what do we talk about so far on our podcast? We mandatory minimums, why mm. the state of Michigan should abolish mandatory minimums, why they should implement um uh uh second look 
yeah. sentencing legislation. Um, we talked about victims. Mm. I actually victims' rights, how they should not be, uh, you know, overlooked. Yeah. And what is that? What does that do mm. to corrections? Does it show that maybe normalcy on my my behalf? Yeah. Does it show maybe I see things, or does it question should I still be in here? Mm. Is that a concern to them that you that know people might actually a potential think, relief? Yeah. Yeah. Do they want to keep people in prison to keep their jobs? Yeah. Well, I think, too, what they did for me today was I thought, the first thing I thought after I found out what the hell was going on, because obviously you know I had to find out a few, a few people what was going on before I actually spoke to you. But what I actually thought was that actually proves, in a sense, you know, I asked you whether or not, you know, it was realistic that um, guards and stuff would actually make it difficult for people, you know, that were coming up for release. When we were talking about the second look and you were talking about yeah. how they would actually do that sort of thing, I thought that actually perfectly illustrated in a way, gave an example of how what you said actually isn't that far, isn't that far-fetched really, you know, because yeah. it's a different thing but the same thing, especially considering yeah. you're, you're a quote-unquote shithead bunkie I might start calling you that from yeah. now on. <laughs> I'm joking. That's, but that, that, if you think about that, what if they do have second look sentencing? Mm. And they don't like my political, political activity, so they keep coming in here writing me. Good luck, Jamie. Good luck, Jamie, by the sounds yeah. of things. Yeah. And yeah. And mm. so that's putting more power into the hands of corrections officers that shouldn't even have the power to, to begin point. with. I've been, I've been, you know, what's, this is, this is, this is an interesting topic because we just had uh, a young man in Memphis, Tennessee, beaten by the cops on January the 7th, mm. and he later died three days later. Yeah. And they just released recently the footage, body cams, street police, a camera on the pole mm. that the police have, and, and it showed them just kicking his face, his head, mm. and... And yeah. the newscasters, because I watch CNN, Fox 2, local news, or Fox News, local news, and I'm listening to a lot of the retired police chiefs, retired um, experts in the field. Yeah. And one thing they all said, mm. that because of the defund the police movement and all this um, – topics of, of police brutality and killing people, unarmed people, yeah. that it has lowered um, recruiting yeah. rates of policing of people going as police officers. Mm. And then they started talking about how they lowered the standards. They yes. lowered education requirements. They lowered uh, physical fitness requirements. They lowered all these standards um, that would normally be in place to fill these jobs. And they said two of the individuals that have been charged, two of the former police officers that beat um, Tyree, yeah. are there. They were waived on some of those standards. Yeah. Now think of that. Mm. You have experts saying because a lack of it. You have one minute remaining. A lack of uh, standards mm. is the cause of this. Well, mm. let's look at the Michigan Department of Corrections. Yeah. They require no education. 15 credits or something like that, 15 mm. college credits, which they get through their academy. Yeah. So does that reduce the standards? Is that why they treat us the way they do? Well, I, Is it the lack of 
the lack of education. I think it's the personality traits of people that like to be in positions of power over others, personally. But Are we going to continue a third, a third part to this? If you uh, want, I will allow it. Yes. <laughs> if they let you ring yes, back, will, of course. We will, continue, we will continue on a third call, so please tune in, and I will call back in 15 minutes. Good. And... <laughs> and then we can we can advise the listeners on what they can do to become a part of this abuse by yeah. corrections officials. Yes. All right. Until then. Bye. Thank you for using GTL.